Welcome to Next in Nonprofits. I'm Steve Boland, and I am pleased to be joined yet once again by my friend Jake Blumberg, the Executive Director and Chief Generosity Officer of GiveMN. Jake, thanks again for taking time. You bet, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Um, we were just joking ahead of recording that um, I don't um, have anywhere near the number of repeats guests on, on this show as we do with GiveMN, but what you are doing here is so important to giving in Minnesota, and really, I think, to all parts of the world to talk about what we are doing to spur philanthropy to create this community of generosity. Um, but, you know, as you near year 10 here, the the shifts and the changes are just worth having a good long conversation about. So um, we're going to assume that many people listening to this have heard prior podcasts about it, have been very familiar with GiveMN. But for people that haven't, can you just introduce what is GiveMN and what's your mission? Absolutely. So we're an organization that was founded, as you said, nearly 10 years ago with a mission to to grow giving and ignite generosity. And the way that we've been doing that throughout our, our history has involved um, our website and platform, givemn.org, uh, Minnesota's Giving Holiday, Give to the Max Day, and uh, new iterations of our mission pursuit, uh, like Raise MN and our Campaign Institute, where we work with small organizations to build out their fundraising capacity and strategy. So um, within 10 years, having had, I think, a really important impact on what's been going on, not just in terms of making tools available to charities to do this and spurring things through a giving day, but really impacting, I think, how a lot of charities think about um, building community around their work year-round, because uh, the online space makes that easier, but having the right tools in place kind of uh, is really important. So um, for listeners that haven't heard, we just recorded and released a podcast um, with Brooke Thompson from NX Teen Clinic about um, what do we as users sort of know about the new GiveMN and how does that impact things for Give to the Max Day. Um, but for um, everybody else to, and please, we'll have a link in the show notes to go back and listen to that if you haven't heard that conversation. Um, but you know, one of the reasons I asked for some of your time is um, a change in technology partner uh, at GiveMN, um, and, and maybe we should differentiate what your team does versus how you outsource some work to a technology partner, but how that change um, came about, what the decision-making process was, how that um, thought process went, uh, if you can kind of just walk us through that. Well, again, let me start by asking, you've got some people on site here that work at GiveMN, and how do you then decide what to work with with a technology partner that supports the actual processing website, those things? Yeah, so GiveMN as an uh, organization in terms of full-time staff, Staff is a, a small but mighty team of five people, including myself. And uh, for us to support 10,000 plus organizations and hundreds of thousands of donors a year, we have to have a, an incredibly strong partnership with a technology provider. Um, we refer to them as our technology partner or our platform provider. And over the years, that's been different companies. Um, and we have recently moved to a partnership with Mighty Cause, um, which I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot, and um, we feel like what we need to do at this stage of supporting our nonprofit community is find a partner that can really provide evolving technology, mm -hmm. nimble technology, scalable technology from small organizations to larger organizations, and also be able to provide the support for users. 
one of the things that is really clear is that um, organizations are going to use this technology very differently. We wanted to have flexibility within the technology for organizations to be able to really adapt the tool to their needs. And to do that, we have to have a partner who is willing to support that kind of adaptability. And we found that in Mighty Cause. Okay. So um, is there some kind of a, a, a regular, we need to be checking with the evolution of ideas out in the marketplace that you just go through? Or was there something about your last partner where you're like, gosh, we've been asking for this and they're not ready to implement it. Maybe we should look around or what spurred this year to transition? Yeah. So without getting into, you know, contract details and everything else, there, mm -hmm. there are um, time periods in which uh, because of the contracts that we sign, we're able to review oh, okay. where we are with our, our partners. And uh, I came on board in end of 2015 um, as the second executive director of GiveMN in our history. And we had a technology partnership in place at that point that um, contractually was going to be in place for a couple of years. Okay. Um, in 2016, we had some technical challenges with that platform and our partner with Kimbia. And that really began what was likely already going to be a review of our partnership agreement and the, the right fit for our technology moving forward. That review also included us doing some very deep and intentional listening to our constituents here in Minnesota. We did number of surveys, a lot of conversations with both nonprofits and donors asking things all the way from should we keep doing this work? Is givemn.org and give to the max day still useful to you as an organization or as a donor? Is it making a difference? Because just because it was making a difference in 2009 doesn't mean right. it's making a difference now. We heard loud and clear that it's still making a difference. And with that, we, we really asked a lot of questions around what's important, what's not as important, and use that to shape a search that really honestly took more than a year for us to go through. We went through a invitation-led um, RFP process. Huh. We had um, a number of vendors come in. Um, they're very interested in the business um, that is here in Minnesota. We still remain one of the top um, giving zones in the whole country. Mm -hmm. And and so for these vendors, they were very interested in the potential to partner with GiveMN and um, Minnesota in this work. And over the course of that year of both listening and then an RFP process, we were able to identify Mighty Cause as the best partner for what our community told us their needs were and what we believe will be the evolution of this technology moving forward based off of a lot of data we have about donor predilections and preferences, et cetera. Okay. So having made the decision now, and we talked about this in the last podcast, so again, I'll reference, check out that link if you haven't heard it yet. Um, it's a very different visual presentation than it was in the past. And I think um, much more in, in more modern web standard, I think um, visually uh, for what I would express, um, is that um, just sort of getting the user used to this is still your GiveMN partner, even though it looks very different from you know how it used to go, um, an area of concern. Is there, um, how do you, I mean, I know we've already done one webinar to help people with the technical aspects of it, but just the, the branding, the visual piece of it is going to be, um, you know, maybe a hump, maybe it won't be, I don't really know, but it, I, I think for people that have used the platform repeatedly for years, it's a, a, an evolution that does look different. And does that cause a concern or an issue, or are we just all excited that it looks better? I, I think it, it presents a real opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the look and feel of the, the site 
quite frankly, needed some updating. Um, mm -hmm. The internet evolves at an yeah. astoundingly fast rate. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, for us to evolve with it, um, takes some intentionality and it takes the right partner for us to be able to do that. One of the changes that we were really conscious of, Steve, is how many folks are interacting with the web almost entirely on mobile. Yeah. And when we look at donor behavior and preferences, the percentage of people who are interacting with our site on mobile is significant. It's the vast majority of users are experiencing that on a tablet or on a phone. Mm -hmm. uh, the time for people using desktops as their primary connection to the internet is gone. That's just not happening anymore. So the visuals that work on a desktop also have to work on mobile. And in fact, it needs to flow the other way now. Right. We need to first start with what does a mobile experience look like? And then how do we scale that to a desktop so it's a pleasant experience there as well? When you look at the modern internet, as you were, were talking about and referencing, uh, the modern internet is driven by mobile. That yes. mobile experience is really what um, is driving a lot of the look and feel. When you look at GiveMN.org right now, it's very much mobile-friendly driven, mobile as the first place in mind, and then visuals on a desktop that, in my opinion, look great and clean and slick. But of course, changes change. Right. We all are going to have to uh, adapt every time one of the apps on my phone um, with my bank or you know Facebook gets an update. I'm always like, where's my, where's my button? Where's that thing? And <laughs> sure. it takes me five minutes. And then all of a sudden, um, after I've gone through a quick tour or used it for a few minutes, um, I've forgotten that uh, my button used to be on the left side. And now it's on the right side. Yeah. So absolutely, there's adaptation ahead for folks. We're going to be providing a lot of resources for people, that webinar that you referenced was our first of many different outreach uh, plans that we have in place between now and Give to the Max Day. What we know is the majority of our users are in Minnesota, and the majority of our users were at the fair until Labor Day. Right. Uh, so our outreach plans always ramp up after Labor Day. So we're going to continue to ramp that up. But what we also believe is that this website is so intuitive, we're not going to have to hold people's hands through it as much as we would with other types of platforms. If you're a nonprofit administrator and you take a little time, you're you're going to start noticing things like an edit button that just pops up in different parts of your screen, a little pencil that means mm -hmm. I can edit this thing right here, right in line. I don't have to go through multiple different screens and type things in and find it. I'm going to be able to edit it almost live on my page. As a donor, you're going to be able to click a button and it's going to walk you through the process. And particularly on mobile, you're going to be able to walk through a process very smoothly. And we believe that after folks get used to it, it's going to be an incredible opportunity to grow giving here. Well, let's talk about that growing giving idea because um, um, Brooke and I, in our last podcast, talked a little bit about have we hit peak MGiveMN? Is, is there the number of people like me that are really used to the platform? We know the platform. We go to the platform. We understand the platform. Is that a function of that's just the number of people that want to give that way? We've kind of reached them, and it's not going to get a lot bigger. Or is it that um, by making some adjustments to this, we might pick up those mobile-first users that haven't wanted to give that way before. If the, if the last site was just one or two clicks too many, they really weren't feeling as comfortable about it. Um, do we think that there is the potential to get more users in so that we're not as concerned about you know the, the grumpy old users from 10 years ago that are like, I remember when I used to click the 
button, um, but rather more the the new user that we're trying to encourage more participation in this site. And they maybe, you know, the last few times they saw it, they go, good idea. I'm not sure where to click. I'm going to get to it in a second. And they never come back. So is the intention or hope, I guess, here that we might actually see an uptick in number of givers, not dollar amount necessarily, although hopefully that too, but but number of users? So I think where you have to start when you start thinking about numbers and scale is we have to recognize how many options there are out there now. Right. That is very giving. different from when things started here. Yeah, I, I, I think it's amazing how quickly a landscape can change. Ten years in a lot of industries is not that much time. Mm -hmm. In digital anything, it's right. a huge amount of time. And in fundraising, that's no different. And so to begin with, you, you kind of have to have that as your frame of reference. And we really reflected on what our users told us and what our community told us of what they need from us. It used to be they needed us to be their online gift processor. Full stop. They right. didn't have other options that were very accessible to them. Providing that tool and knowing that that's what the vast majority of our users need is different than what we're hearing now, where we hear organizations saying they need additional support, whether that's strategic support or additional tools like peer-to-peer -to -peer giving tools, the ability to have campaigns, um, the ability to um, promote different aspects of their mission work under the same umbrella and to have a, a place for folks to land and find them. One of the things that I've talked to you about a number of times is GiveMN's a great donor acquisition right. resource. It's not necessarily intended to be the be-all, end-all from a fundraising strategy perspective for an organization. And we, in fact, hope it's not. And we don't want it to be the only tool in the nonprofit's toolbox for raising money. If the only campaign a nonprofit has is give to the max day every year, we would actually hope that we can now provide tools to allow that nonprofit to diversify their work. And we believe that this platform is going to do that. When we look at our data, so there's that landscape. When we look at our data, one of the interesting things that we have found over the years when we think about numbers, and the number that almost everyone kind of starts with is the dollar amount on Give to the Max Day mm -hmm. in that upper right-hand corner. What was the total? And, and that's a great number, and it's an exciting number. We've been over $20 million the past two years. There's been pretty consistent growth um, throughout the years with a few ebbs and flows to it. But one of the things as we dig in further to our data that we see is that that number reflects a significant increase on smaller and medium-sized organizations raising more on that day than they had over the past few years. But that number up top doesn't move as much because something that we have definitely seen is larger organizations with more resources moving to different platforms right. and moving to different strategies. Universities doing their own day instead of give to the max day. Uh, private schools going to their own platform because it makes sense because they've got an alumni network. That's not bad news for us. We've adapted to try to figure out a way to capture that generosity and part of our narrative. But what we recognize is our number is still steadily moving. And it's moving because we've got hundreds of organizations moving from $3,000 to $4,000. Now, in the scale of you know millions, mm -hmm. an increase of $3,000 to $4,000 is maybe not that big of a deal. For that nonprofit, that's a significant increase over year-over-year over year, uh, fundraising results. And we're excited to see that the middle 
the median mm -hmm. continues to rise, um, particularly for smaller organizations. What we found in a partner with Mighty Cause was an organization that was committed to trying to equip smaller organizations with the resources that larger organizations have, right. scalability, tools that larger organizations have because they have the resources to do it, either the people power or the dollar power to have these resources. We found a platform partner who is committed to doing that for smaller to medium-sized organizations. And for us, when we think about where we can grow giving and we can move the needle the most as an organization, it's continuing to support those size organizations. That hasn't always been the case for, for GiveMN, but it's the direction that we're headed now and Mighty Cause as our partner is one of the ways that we're headed that direction. Let me just follow up a little on that donor acquisition piece because I think that there are um, folks that have been participating in um, Give to the Max Day for consecutive several years um, <clears throat> where my experience anyway is that we're not seeing as many new donors come Still some, yep. um, but not as many. But as newer people pick up the platform and do give to the next day for the first time yep. or the second or the third, you know, rather than the ninth or the tenth, <laughs> um, they're still getting that opportunity. But I think that the opportunity for everybody increases if more users are brought to the platform. And I think that there is where the tension has laid the last few years of overall number of donors being a little bit more stagnant than maybe the total dollars given or whatever, that the number of people using the platform to give, uh, you know, is is it, I don't know if peaked out is the right word, but it, it's kind of stabilized. And maybe that's a function of how the technology partner's presentation and whatnot worked over that mobile platform. So if the idea is we might be able to kind of kick that back up a little bit, um, that I do think is something that many charities are thinking um, that, that we need to meet more people. They need to have an exposure to our mission. And social sharing giving days gives us that chance to get in front of new folks. So if, if that's one of the metrics I think there's going to be more excitement about if this helps us meet new people, there should be more excitement about the work. So, yeah, I, I have two thoughts on that. So the, the, the first is, of course, better user experience uh, is going to connect with more people wanting to connect with the, the platform. Mm -hmm. User experience matters. Yeah. Uh, I myself, um, who have been a fundraiser my entire career, love what it's like to give on givemn.org during this new iteration. Yep. Uh, and a number of donors that I use as kind of my uh, personal focus group uh, love the giving experience now and have said, wow, this feels different in a really positive way. So of course, a, a good user experience matters. And it would stand to reason that if it's a easier experience, a better experience, more people will want to use it. So yes, absolutely, that logic makes sense for us. The other thing, though, that when we think about the online marketplace and the number of donors who are who are coming to GiveMN.org, so I was mentioning earlier, we have a lot of organizations that have come up with um, a, a different strategy, whether it's their own platform or their own days, etc. And we are trying to support that because what we really want is for giving to be growing, right. not giving to be growing just on our platform. And we do not focus on our work and our success simply on what has happened on GiveMN.org. However, the point you're making of the more people who are on the platform can lead to more organizations finding new donors is a, a, a very reasonable point. And what that actually means is that the nonprofits who participate in this can factor that into their decision making. So 
Um, Rob Zesky from Second Harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I have talked about this. He's been a big public supporter of Give to the Max Day. Second Harvest has annually been one of our top, if not our top raising um, charity. Second Harvest has a great donor infrastructure, and Second Harvest has a great uh, fundraising infrastructure of their own. They do not need GiveMN.org for the toolbox. They have the toolbox of their own. The reason they continue to come to GiveMN.org, and and Rob and his team have said this to me multiple times, is that they actually look at it as their civic responsibility to bring their donors to that site on that day because they do want their donors to then go and find other organizations. They really have an attitude of the, the boats all rise as the tide rises with it. I think it's an interesting way for nonprofits to be thinking about this. Is Give to the Max Day a day that we are collectively trying to um, raise the tide of giving in Minnesota? Uh, It's certainly what GiveMN is trying to do. Uh, But we are five people. Mm -hmm. um, And what we know from our data is that the, the drive to the site comes from the organization's. And the choices that they make um, absolutely affect the rest of the nonprofit community. We are not going to be able to, with our um, reach, although it's a, a significant reach, uh, make those decisions to drive donors one place or another. Not nearly to the scale that large and small nonprofits can make that decision. And so we try to make it the best user experience we can. We try to incentivize things, make it fun, gamify things um, on our site. But what we also recognize is that we support organizations choosing the best strategy for them. What's interesting to me is that the organizations who also factor into the what's the best strategy for us also think about what's the best strategy for other smaller nonprofits. And in some cases, those organizations think what's best for our other nonprofits is for us to use this platform on this day and bring our folks there so they can find other organizations that they support. Mighty Cause and our new platform is going to make supporting multiple organizations all at once so much cleaner, so much easier. There is a shopping cart functionality that comes with the Mighty Cause platform that allows you to Pick all of your organizations, all of the donations you want to make, and do one checkout. Type in your credit card once, and it is nice and smooth. You can go throughout the whole website. It saves it just like if you're on a uh, an e-commerce site. And so we have built tools to try to support donors supporting multiple organizations all at once. And we know that we can drive donors there, but there's also a shared action with other nonprofits driving donors there together. So we're in community with this, right. and we we can't take full credit for what happens on Give to the Max Day. We can actually take very little credit for the incredible amount of fundraising that happens on that day. That's the thousands of organizations engaging their donors. But with that, we also um, have a little less control over the numbers than um, maybe it would appear from the outside looking in. Well, and boy, there's so many uh, little geeky things that I really want to talk about. And I'm sure that the rest of the audience is like, all right, Steve, that's enough with the little geeky things. We have important stuff to talk about. But um, with that disclaimer, 
disclaimer, one of the, the, um, the, that growing up over the last 10 years things is we have had bumps where trying to move all of those organizations through a single portal has caused technology problems. People have been unable to give or unable to use the full site to give and, you know, whatever the, the things have happened in the past. So as you look at that, that challenge of trying to process thousands and thousands of donations in relatively short periods of time, um, you know, how, how do you, we feel comfortable like, okay, we're, we're switching horses here. They've, they're able to maintain this kind of volume. We feel like Mighty Cause is going to be able to handle that or is there backup plans to kind of go to a stripped down site again if there's problems or what do we look at for that possibility of when you try to rush everything through one pipe? So point number one, we had a third-party technology provider, a, a local firm um, here in the Twin Cities that specializes in um, technology infrastructure riding shotgun with us throughout our selection process for the platforms. Good. And before we even got into conversations with the leadership of the organizations, that third-party provider had to vet those platforms and tell us, yep, it can handle what we're going to be throwing at it. Okay. And so we didn't talk to every um, proposal that came in the door because our technology partner um, and expert said, these are the ones that you should be talking to. These I have questions about. Okay. So step one was to vet, can we even have a starting conversation with these platform providers uh, based off of the the traffic that we do drive on, on Give to the Max Day? Uh, so we, we get as far down the road as we can with that. And then we have the caveat of Amazon on Prime Day this year, right. <laughs> which has more resources and more technology and more everything than any other tech organization in the world, had technical issues on Prime Day. So you have to have this asterisk there right. of you have a plan and then you have to have another plan. And so we believe very confidently and optimistically that Mighty Cause is going to be able to do what we need them to do on Give to the Max Day. And we've got plan B and Plan C okay. related to that, because <laughs> certainly give MN, um, if any organization knows the value of having a backup plan, it's us. We yeah. always hope we don't need to go to it, but we absolutely have a mentality of hope for the best, plan for the worst, and we will have other plans um, in place uh, for, for the giving platform. All that being said, we are also benefiting from the evolution of technology right. that's happening over the past 10 years. And technology is changing. One of the interesting things about changing technology is it gets better, but that also brings in new new challenges that maybe we weren't even aware of before. Mm -hmm. uh, you build up one floor higher, um, all of a sudden you've added more variables by being that one floor higher. It's great to be higher, but yep. there are variables being that high up that you weren't used to before. And, and that's just the reality of what the tech landscape looks like. And we take it incredibly seriously. And um, we also plan plan for plan B. So let me ask you once again, because we've had this conversation almost every time I've spoken with you, I think, about the idea of um, how do we aggregate all the giving that's happening that day if people do want to use other platforms? So um, with the University of Minnesota um, being counted in the past now using their platform, like, okay, the, the door is open. How do we, in the technology not crashing around us world, figure out how many doors can we open over what period of time? And does, at some 
some point, GiveMN continue to offer um, processing and, and hosting services for those charities that need it, but maybe the, the shift becomes more of we're the aggregating partner that knows the totals, that, that does the golden ticket pieces, that does all of the, throughout every giving platform, here's what's happening in Minnesota. Um, and does that become your main focus rather than we have you know this platform where we can absolutely see all the totals all the time because it's ours and we, we can run it. But as you point out, the, the number of players in this space has opened up but so has technology evolved to be able to see what's going on in some of those other partners. So um, where's today's thinking about how we start looking in in real time into other giving platforms that are happening on the same day? We actually considered going that direction this last iteration of our technology mm -hmm. evolution. Um, it was on our list of uh, possibilities. Okay. The reason we didn't is our community told us that's not what they wanted. We asked, um, both through survey and conversation, um, in small groups, one-on-one -on -one conversations, but driven by survey results that had thousands of organizations responding, we asked a centralized platform with all that comes with it, mm -hmm. the opportunities and the challenges, um, versus a Giving Tuesday model that is really right. an aggregation model. Um, what is better for you and growing your giving and facilitating your giving? And their answer was the centralized platform. It still has utility for the majority of organizations we heard from, particularly the organizations that have fewer resources themselves right. to build their own um, donation processing, drive traffic to their own website, et cetera. And so because our community told us that's not what they wanted, we have been pursuing what we feel like is the best option for that central platform model while still leaving space, as you say, um, for partners like the University of Minnesota to still take part in Minnesota's giving holiday, but to take part in it differently in the way that fits their strategy. And so we've created this ignited by category of partners, which the University of Minnesota is one, where their campaigns are a part of the give to the max day total, even though that those funds aren't raised directly through givemn.org. The reason we want to do that is that we know that the generosity that Give to the Max Day is driving um, happens both on our site but also beyond our site. And so we wanted to provide space for that. But when we really asked our community, what do you need from us? We thought the answer might be aggregation and prize money. And the answer actually still remains a centralized platform that can do this, and it just needs to do it well. And that's what we're as committed to as we can be, is to do it as well as possible. Well, those aren't mutually exclusive, but they are resource intensive. So um, assuming, um, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates decide to drop $100 million on you just for the purpose of growing giving in Minnesota. That would be wonderful, by the way. Right. So we'll call them later and see if they're up for that. But uh, assuming that they don't, and you have to work within the um constraints of the available revenue, it's a prioritization to say the platform that has these rich tools in it versus the aggregation. You could, of course, do both if the resources weren't tied. So I'm guessing that what you're saying is, given the prioritization of available resources, this was the thing that you heard more from users. Yeah. It, yeah okay. For us, our question is, how can we grow giving and ignite generosity? That's the mission that well, we within constraints, to. though. Well, exactly. Right. Uh, We're a one million and change a year organization. Yeah. Um, one of the really interesting um, tidbits of data that I, I found um, about a year ago. When we were looking at the landscape and we were doing this RFP search, we looked across 
the whole landscape of, of digital giving for comparison points. So we looked at GoFundMe, we looked at CrowdRise, we looked at all of the mm -hmm. for-profit versions sure. of giving sites. One, for best practices, but two, to figure out, do we need to go a certain direction? Do we need to partner with them? We really had everything on the table. And one of the things that I, I found in, in doing that research, I believe it was CrowdRise, it could have been GoFundMe, it was one of the two, in one day of venture capital fundraising, they received $24 million just to support right. their tech build-out. That was one day of a significant capital raise that they were on. So it was minuscule. That $24 million is more than twice of what our annual budget has been since our founding in 2009. So there are absolutely constraints. Okay. We're absolutely not able to compete with GoFundMe and Kickstarter because of the resource um, changes there. However, the question for us is, what can we do with the resources that we have? How can we be smart? And yeah. what are we prioritizing? Just as you said, because we have to make those decisions. We can't be all things to all um, people because we don't have that $100 million behind us that um, uh, some of these venture-driven uh, organizations do. Now, the, the question that we actually considered was, should we go that route? Yeah. Should we actually go on a capital raise? Should we change the nature of what GiveMN is? Should we become a for-profit entity? Should we have a for-profit arm? And when we looked at what that would mean, what that would mean is that the way that CrowdRise, GoFundMe, Kickstarter, Facebook, on and on, all of the for-profit versions of giving sites monetize their, uh, their model is not through dollars passing through the system, but through the data that they can then use for advertising, um, sharing it with other entities, etc. GiveMN keeps donor data private. We have, in my opinion, and I don't think anyone could really make a strong argument against it, the best donor list in Minnesota. If we wanted to, there is incredible value in that list if we wanted to sell that list or monetize that list. That's how these other for-profit entities are making their money. And GiveMN does not feel like that's a mission fit for us right now um, and the commitment and the partnership we have with our nonprofits. So the trade-off we then make is that uh, there aren't venture capitalists out there beating down our door to write <laughs> us checks because the thing that they want from us, that data, we're not willing to give them. If we were willing to open that door, we could go down a different direction, but it's not what's right for our partners. It's not what's right for Minnesota. It's not what's right for GiveMN right now. And so then once you rule that door out, you go down the other doors that are left open for you. Yeah. So we are um, got just about 10 minutes left. I can't believe this time just flies. But I, I do want to get away from a little bit of the technical support stuff that I think is just wonderfully fascinating. But, you know, more people are concerned about how does that mission of growing generosity continue, not just through Give to the Max Day, but beyond? So um, one of the things that I was uh, really excited to see in Mighty Cause that I've used previously is um, the ability to, for those peer-supported campaigns to have um, aggregations up so that you have teams that build and you can show, um, you know, I individually raised X dollar amount, but my team raised this much larger dollar amount. And maybe as part of a campaign, it's still a larger dollar amount. And, and you get to visualize those levels. Those tools um, are, I think, probably the best under Mighty Cause out of anything that I've seen. You've had similar things in the past, but they're they're better now than they were. And those are going to be available, you know, all year round. So um, as we introduce the new tools,
tools, you know, certainly towards Give to the Max Day because that's coming soon. But as your mission continues year-round, um, how do you start um, the conversation uh, longer term with people about how they can use some of these um, very functional, uh, you know, again, easier-to-use tools that aren't going to be part of their everyday giving platform probably? I mean, most charities that I know don't have that level of integration of those kinds of things. So coming to Give to the Max or pardon me, coming to GiveMN.org, um, more than just that one time a year, even if you do have your other partner that just does day-to-day credit card processing, um, that that is a different world now that you've introduced these tools. Yeah, it's a leap forward, absolutely, in the peer-to-peer platform that GiveMN.org is offering with this new uh, partner in Mighty Cause. And I agree with you, um, as we looked at the landscape, it is one of the best toolboxes, if not the best toolboxes for peer-to-peer fundraising that is out there right now. And it was a huge driving force as to why we selected Mighty Cause as a partner, because um, small but mighty nonprofits often are doing their fundraising almost exclusively at a volunteer level. Mm. So 44% of organizations in Minnesota have no staff member in charge of fundraising on their team. Uh, Another 33% have one staff member who, as part of their job, fundraising is part of their their thing. And so what that means is if you're going to say three quarters of Minnesota nonprofits has at most someone who spends part of their professional day fundraising, we need to be able to engage our volunteers, our boards of directors, our supporters in the fundraising conversation and the culture of philanthropy we're creating in our organizations. This toolbox allows you to do it. The quickest way an organization could engage their board in this day and age in fundraising is to come up with some sort of fun campaign, some sort of shtick, some sort of thing that means every board member has their own individual page and they're competing against one another or other organizations or there's a goal that a major donor has met with a match if the board can raise the rest of this. And you can do that all in one place. The Mighty Cause Give Amen iteration of that peer-to-peer fundraising means any board of directors right now could go out and with maybe five to 10 minutes of organization start to have a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign on behalf of their mission. That is vital to year-round fundraising in our landscape. And as we look, the younger you are, generationally, the more interested you are in doing that peer-to-peer fundraising. One of the things that comes up a lot in the conversations that I have is, what is the trend for millennial and Gen Z giving, and how is that changing our landscape? It's changing it in the way that those generations are more interested in asking for money of their networks than they are giving their own money. That might be because they don't have necessarily their own (laughs) money quite yet, but they're willing to ask their networks for that money. So they may not have the money, but their uncle does. Mm -hmm. Well, providing tools for organizations to now get to that person's uncle um, through GiveMN.org is incredibly exciting, incredibly important, and we believe very simple using this new tool. And we're going to continue uh, supporting folks in those strategies. We're going to be putting out um, explainers on how to build a really basic peer-to-peer campaign. We're going to be doing promotions throughout the year of for donors to set up peer-to-peer fundraisers themselves. We really think there's a growth opportunity in supporting smaller organizations with this peer-to-peer functionality. Okay. I, I think it's one of the more exciting things of what's coming out of this. One of the things that's um, maybe a little visually different 
improvement that I mentioned earlier for those of us that had used the old site is the um, the widget is now a, a donate button rather than here's a few selected potential giving levels in a blank space, fill that in, and then you click a button and go somewhere. So now instead of that, we just see donate, and then you get taken to spaces from there. I did not think of this until you had this very mobile-first conversation, but I assume that that's a mobile-first choice, is that we're, you're testing Mighty Cause's experience and all the rest of it says that on a mobile environment, this is a better way to get people to move forward than giving them choices and then asking them to click. Is that... You you got it. Yeah. Spot on. Um, when you when you have the mobile uh, experience with a, a donation page now, um, it's very clear what you're supposed to do um, when you're on that page on mobile. You click the donate button. It then pops you to a screen where it gives you the donation amount options, but that's all that's on the screen at that screen at that point, which on a desktop, having a menu of options and a photo and then a, a, mm -hmm. a whole selection of things is, is doable. But on mobile, it's overwhelming and people tend to get lost really easily on what they're trying to do and what action we're asking them to take. Now, uh, this process walks you through it screen by screen. One of the things that I know you referenced on your, your podcast with Brooke was, well, now my phone remembers my credit card. All right. it takes is for me to click a couple of buttons. Well, this is a donor experience that fits that. Right. The autofill settings can be autofilled through this as the mobile experience goes. And for the desktop experience, um, it's still very easy to navigate. Uh, giving a gift on givemn.org through your mobile device now, though, is both intuitive to the user, but also intuitive to the technology. The technology recognizes, oh, we're now on the address page, autofill this. We're now on the credit card page, autofill this. Uh, and that's something that we wanted to meet technology where it's at uh, by providing a platform that can really talk to our iPhones, our Androids, our mm -hmm. tablets. Good. Well, there's so many more things that I could ask you about, but we're running a little low on time. And I just want to make sure that if there are messages that you want to get out there to um, charities as they're considering not just um, giving days, so give to the max or other giving days people may be participating in, um, where are you kind of urging charities to start thinking forward, not just in utilizing the new tools you've put together, but other things that they should be thinking about and growing generosity within their communities? I think the big takeaway that we're really sitting with at GiveMN right now is that a little strategy can go a long way. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, we we refer to it as GiveMN 2.0 around the office <laughs> of this next iteration of our mission pursuit in our next 10 years is going beyond providing tools um, and going further and providing strategy and support and the basics of how to use those tools most effectively. What we know is that organizations, particularly smaller resourced organizations, are constantly putting out the fire in front of them. And that's just the reality of, of what the landscape looks like. What that leads to is a, a, a scarcity reality. Yeah where if all I can deal with is the problem right in front of me, I'm not going to be able to prevent the next problem from being right in front of me a month from now or two months from now. We piloted uh, a program called the Campaign Institute through our new um, 
program development arm called RaiseMN. And we had five organizations, all with budgets of less than a million dollars, who worked with us for a year. They did campaign planning. They did a full annual development plan. And the consensus takeaway from those organizations was that the biggest benefit that they got was on a monthly basis, having two hours committed to thinking ahead on fundraising strategy. (laughs) Two hours a month was in some cases all it took for organizations to launch capital campaigns, to develop annual campaigns, to go from raising 1000 to 24000 on Give to the Max Day. A little strategy can go a long way. We are going to try to be able to provide more of that strategy as we move forward, make it as accessible as possible in partnering with our RaiseMN program using GiveMN.org. But I also encourage nonprofit leaders uh, to take a long lunch with your leadership team. (laughs) Uh, Cut out of the office early like you did during the summer, but instead of um, going out to the lake, um, go to a meeting room um, and have a cup of coffee. And just try to pause for a little bit because that little strategy can go a long way. That is such sound advice, and I, you know, I, I laugh because it's 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 just delightful to think about the idea of, you know, what if you just added an hour to lunch and and just brainstormed a little bit about what would we do if we were thinking ahead a little bit um, rather than just playing catch up constantly. So great advice. Um, loads of tools um, at GiveMN.org. So uh, let me just kind of wrap us up here by asking you to tell people where they can keep in touch with you all the places, not just the web. Yeah, absolutely. So GiveMN.org is uh, the resource to check out. There are a number of um, resources available there. Um, and the webinar that we were referencing earlier is going to be available on demand. So if you want to tour the website, you can do that. Um, and great. a live one coming up in October. And so you can still got, ask your questions interactively if you want to sign up for that one. There there are going to be lots of opportunities between now and Give to the Max Day for both nonprofits and donors to learn more about the platform. And again, I remain optimistic that simply spending 10 to 15 minutes on the platform, yeah. will it'll be intuitive enough that folks are going to be able to get um, the vast majority of their questions answered simply because of the way it's designed. Uh, RaiseMN.org is the home for our, our strategy and capacity building support. Support. Uh, we're continuing to build that out. We're really excited about the future of what RaiseMN can look like as we partner with organizations. And so if an organization has a, a question or a need of what that strategic support could look like, RaiseMN.org is the place to find us there. And when all is said and done, the thing that drives the uh, GiveMN team is the notion that we're able to support so much good in the state of Minnesota um, at the large scale that we can through our our various resources. And we are motivated by helping other nonprofits do their great work. Uh, I say often, we don't feed people, but we help the people who feed people. And we're motivated by that. And so um, if you have a question, feel free to reach out to us and we'll try to have an answer for you. Outstanding. Jake Blumberg, Executive Director and Chief Generosity Officer at GiveMN. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. 